Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast and in today's podcast episode I've got three different subjects that I want to cover with you and uh, they're just random subjects that I thought would be quite good to speak about. So the first subject is tips for how you can incorporate exercise into your routine but you feel like you're way too busy and you barely have time for it. So I'm going to give you some tips there to increase your consistency levels with exercise. The second subject that I wanted to speak about is why Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe and they aren't hard facts as in well Italy does have the lowest obesity rate in Europe that's a fact or it might be like the joint lowest with Denmark but the reasons I'm going to provide you with is more my experienced opinion because obviously I've been a personal trainer for many years now I've coached over hundreds of people and then as well as that I have been to several different cities in Italy so I do have a good idea as to why Italy's obesity rate is a lot lower than the rest of Europe and then the final subject that I'm going to speak to you about is I'm going to give you tips to bear in mind if you're either strength training for the first time or the first time in a long time so I'm going to cover those three subjects although before I cover those three subjects I did want to bring up a random point about my podcast episodes right now and I do feel like it's quite relevant like this isn't just a completely random topic I feel like it could be quite relevant to you in regards to your fitness journey potentially so I'm really enjoying the frequency that I'm putting out podcast episodes out right now like it's coming out I think every five days on average and to be totally transparent with you I do not feel like recording a podcast episode for the majority of podcast episodes for example For this podcast episode right now, I didn't feel like recording it today, but I know for a fact that for as long as I keep showing up, recording podcast episodes, keep providing you with more information, more education, and how you can just crush your fitness journey, then I know it's only going to be a good thing. And it's the same way where I know I'm going to only keep growing the podcast. It's the same way where if you keep showing up on days where you don't feel like it with your fitness journey, because let's be honest, it's really easy to keep showing up on days where we feel like it, like anyone can do that. It's the days where we don't feel like it, where it makes the difference. So surprise, surprise, with this increased consistency I've had with the podcast, for the first time ever, I've noticed like increased number of downloads, increased number of followers who are subscribing to the podcast, increased number of reviews, increased number of people clicking the links, potentially you included, in the show notes of this podcast episode as well and that's not a coincidence that's coming on the back of loads of podcast consistency the same way you on the back of loads of fitness journey consistency with whichever like healthy habits they might be you're going to see results and that's not a coincidence so again it's very easy to show up on days where we feel like doing stuff is the days where we don't feel like in my case recording a podcast episode or in your case implementing healthier habits those are the days that's going to make the difference. Those are the days that count. So, you know, here I am for you. And now I've done my part in recording this podcast episode, the podcast episode that you're about to listen to. So promise me on the back of this that you're going to implement at least one or two positive, healthy habits whilst you're listening to this or after you've finished listening to this. And even if that's something as small as like drinking a glass of water, don't overcomplicate or overthink this stuff. Anyway, let's get stuck into the first subject that I wanted to speak about with you, which is If you feel like you want to incorporate exercise into your routine, but you're way too busy and you feel like you barely have time for it, then uh, this is what I'm going to speak to you about now because the following points that I'm about to share with you are ways you can sneak fitness into your daily routine even when you're short on time. And they're in no particular order, by the way. They're just in, in any random order. And the first one is take the stairs instead of the elevator. And I know what you're thinking from hearing me say that. You're like, oh, but Leo, that's way too simplistic. I always hear everyone say that. 
And here's the thing, it's you overlooking those quote-unquote simplistic stuff is precisely why you're struggling. Because taking the stairs instead of the elevator is a very straightforward way to add extra steps to your day and get your heart rate up. Again, if you're struggling to get extra steps in, stop taking the elevator, stop taking the lift and start taking the stairs. And again, it's one of those things where it's not going to make a massive difference just in isolate, once in isolation. But you consistently do that over the long term. I promise you it's going to make a huge difference. Anyway, on to point number two, which is make walking a part of your routine. Again, it's like I said when it came to implementing healthier habits. Don't overthink this shit. Make walking a part of your routine. If you have a short commute, consider walking or biking instead of driving. You could also walk during your lunch break or after dinner. And these walks don't have to be long either. They can be 15 minute walks every single day. And if you keep doing that every single day, it's going to make a huge difference difference especially if you're not doing anything right now so that's point number two and then on to point number three is do 15 minute daily workouts and if you think 15 minutes doesn't sound like much i guarantee you the research says differently 15 minutes of exercise is much more powerful than you think and it's much better than the zero that you might be doing now so if you're doing zero right now you have no place to be looking down or frowning down at 15 minute workouts, I guarantee you 15 minute workouts with the correct intensity, of course, you know, resistance training, taking those sets close to failure, doing full body workouts. You might only be able to, so when I say full body workouts, you might only be able to do like two exercises a day, let's say. So an example of a 15 minute full body workout could be on day one, it could be deadlifts and overhead presses. And that could literally be it for your day. You could do two or three sets of each one, potentially about two minutes of rest time in between each set. The rep range could be like eight to 12 reps. Bam, there you go. Like I said, don't overthink this shit. Just get it done. Now, you be consistent with that as much as possible throughout the week. You could have like a, a full body A workout, a full body B workout, full body C. Because obviously they're only 15 minute workouts, you would potentially look at doing more ideally. So maybe four to six sessions per week if possible. But again, if you can't do five or six, don't overthink this shit. Like I said, do something. And I guarantee you over the long term of you consistently doing full body workouts, 15 minutes, taking those sets close to failure, you are going to feel a huge difference. And then point number four is find an accountability partner. And accountability can be a powerful motivator. And that's something you'll probably hear me touch upon on the strength training subject as well towards the end, because I think accountability is one of the most overlooked things. A lot of people who struggle on their fitness journey would have a much easier time when it comes to their fitness journey and, and the consistency levels if they had someone to keep them accountable. So that could be in the form of having a workout buddy or hiring an online coach such as myself. I will leave the link to inquire to become a Kairos Online member in the show notes of this podcast episode. So do check that out. And inquiring is free. You've got nothing to lose from it. Or the third potential option you could look at doing to have accountability is joining a fitness community as well. Obviously, the more one-to-one -one that accountability is, the more likely you are going to be consistent. And uh, otherwise, on to point number five. So I am whizzing through these points. I don't need to go into insane depth on each one, but it's incorporate bits of exercise into your daily tasks, however little they may seem. Again, something is always better than nothing. For example, if you could do push-ups whilst looking for something underneath your bed or a pull-up every time you walk past the pull-up bar in your house. Because like I said, every little bit of movement counts. And the key is just to not 
look down on these little habits just because again you think they're so small that they're not worth doing so you'd rather do nothing at all which in my mind just I don't know how that makes any sense. On to point number six which is and ironically I actually had this pre-written down but point number six is do not overthink it. Remember you are always five minutes away from getting back on track. It could be five minutes of walking, five minutes of working out or five minutes of making a nutritious snack. Getting back on track does not need to be a mammoth task. And that's actually, when you realize that you're only five minutes away from getting back on track, I think that's quite an eye-opening realization. And that's actually something I took away from James Clear's email list. I'm on James Clear's email list. I don't even remember how I ended up on there, but I actually really like it. I think he, he releases an email every Thursday. And when I see in my inbox, it will, it will be something I open whenever I have time and I'll actually read it. And I do take a lot of value from that. That was one point that he had included in one of his emails and I never forgot it because it's so true. Most people, potentially you included, overthink what getting back on track looks like. You think it has to be like an hour workout, a two hour workout. It has to be a full week of healthy eating, whatever that might mean. Whereas in reality, getting back on track could be something as simple as, again, having a 15 minute workout. Just do something. So, yeah, that was something I took away from James Clear's email list and something I, and I never forgot it. On that note of email lists, if you want to subscribe to my email list, I release an email every single Monday with tips, motivation hacks, nutrition advice, training advice, etc, etc. Then I will also leave the link in the show notes of this podcast episode for where you can sign up to my email list. And, you know, worst case scenario, you don't like it, which you will if you have good taste and you can unsubscribe whenever. So nothing to lose. And then point number seven is make it a priority. You do have to make it a priority because there does come a time when you need to stop looking for more tips and tricks and just start doing. Make fitness a priority and find ways to fit it into your daily routine. It's your health, no one else's. So if you don't do it, no one else will. And that's just the harsh reality of it. So we do have to remember that at the end of the day, there are so many you know, tips, tricks, motivation hacks that you can listen to. But at the end of the day, you do have to just turn around and do it. And in this example, you will just have to, you know, turn around later today and take the stairs instead of the lift. Or every time you walk past the pull-up bar that might be in your house, do one single pull-up. Again, it's little things like that that will make a huge difference over time. But otherwise, that is pretty much it for just little ways that you can incorporate exercise into your routine on a daily. To summarize, again, I'll just go through each point quickly. Take the stairs instead of the elevator or the lift. Make walking a part of your routine, which was number two. Number three, do 15-minute daily workouts. Number four, find an accountability partner. Number five, incorporate bits of exercise into your daily tasks. Number six, don't overthink this shit. Number seven, make it a priority. Anyway, let's go on to the second subject, which is why Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe, which is, I think, something that surprises a lot of people because I was definitely surprised when I heard that for the first time, especially with typically calorie-dense foods such as gelato, pizza, and spaghetti being so popular over in Italy. And um, again, like I said, after I've visited several different cities during my time there, here are a few potential reasons why I think Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe. Now, point number one is slower, more social eating. So actually, before I get stuck into these tips, which is, by the way, no particular order, if you've been to Italy, I reckon you're going to know exactly what I'm speaking about. But anyway, back to point number one, slower, more social eating. Italians often enjoy meals in groups meaning food gets eaten more slowly as you'll be simultaneously talking and slower eating potentially helps you eat less since you're giving your brain that 10 to 15 minute window to signal that you're full. 
and simple as. Again, a lot of these tips are going to be simplistic because it's these little things that do make a big difference. Number two, more pedestrianized cities. And by that, I mean, the country usually has very good weather or when you compare it to the rest of Europe, at least, or maybe not the rest of Europe, like Portugal has good weather as well, but at least the majority of Europe. The towns are more walk friendly as well. So you don't have to go everywhere via car like you would in the USA. Cities in the USA, in my opinion, have been so poorly built up. And when I say that, I mean specifically in regard to the fact that they are just so dependent on driving. For example, I was in Houston last summer. You can't go anywhere in Houston if you don't have a car. And, you know, some people might love that. And if you love that, that's fine. But I I don't really like that. I, I like to be able to just leave the house and walk somewhere if I decide to walk and not look like a weirdo for going on a walk. And um, the fact that, you know, Italians have their cities built up where everything is, or a lot of staff are in walking proximity, like, you know, your supermarkets, your post offices, maybe your gyms or your dojos, because I've recently started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the dojo is in walking distance from my house as well. That means obviously you're going to be a lot more likely to walk more. And if you're walking more, then obviously that's going to help keep obesity rates lower because more walking can go a long way. And then point number three is aperitivo. And I think I pronounced that correctly. And and actually, you may or may not know this about me. I do want to say I'm not Italian. So I think that's important to get across as well. I'm actually born and raised in London, South London specifically. And my parents are Portuguese. But aperitivo is uh, when Italians get together for drinks before meals. And this isn't tell you, you know, you should drink alcohol before your next meal, but it could be very wise to enjoy a glass of water or two beforehand because research shows, that's if your goal is weight loss, because research shows that drinking fluids beforehand may result in you eating less food. And actually now I bring up the subject of weight loss, these tips about why Italy's obesity rate is relatively lower compared to the rest of Europe are tips you could potentially do very well to add to implement to your own weight loss journey. And on that note as well, I've got a free nutrition for fat loss guide. I'm gonna leave that in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. So there'll be a link there where you can grab it and it's yours. It's free, it's from my website. I made it, all the information in there is information I've put down. So uh, definitely check that out if you want more weight loss tips beyond this podcast episode. And then point number four, is Italians are passionate communicators. So an Italian's knee is generally going to be higher than yours. They love flailing their hands around, putting a lot of energy and passion into their words, meaning they move around a lot. So when you fidget, move and walk more, you subconsciously raise your levels of knee, which again, makes a big difference when you're doing that for the course of your lifetime, for example. And then point number five is the Mediterranean diet. Now, I do wanna emphasize that I don't like putting specific diets on pedestals, nor does it need to be thought of as a weight loss diet, but it does emphasize foods you would do well to eat regardless because prioritizing whole grains, vegetables, legumes, fruits, nuts, seeds, herbs, spices, and seafood is only going to help. So overall, this isn't to say that they are the only reasons or that Italians are healthier than the rest of Europe because health isn't exclusively based on how much you weigh, but the combination of the reasons that I've just given you and more could undoubtedly be why Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe. And you know, what? honorable mention, as it did just come to mind as I was finishing this off, is point number six, Italians generally have smaller breakfasts. Often it will be just an espresso, maybe maybe like a croissant to go with it. Sometimes nothing at all. Sometimes it will just be the, uh, the espresso. Sometimes it will be an espresso and a cigarette, which 
you know, obviously it's not a nutritious breakfast. Like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean they're healthier, but those smaller breakfasts as well means that they could potentially be eating less calories in the day overall compared to someone who's having a full meal at breakfast, a full meal at lunch and a full meal at dinner. So again, that's a, another potential reason why. And again, if you want that free nutritious, uh, nutrition for Fat Loss Guide, I should say, I'll leave the link for that in the show notes of this podcast episode. So do t- check that out. And I do hope you enjoyed that uh, little section as to why I believe Italians have the lowest obesity rate in Europe. And you know what? If you know of any other reasons, then it would be really cool to hear it from you. So definitely message me on the back of this, maybe on one of my social media accounts. Uh, My social media accounts, they're all Leo Alves PT. So you can just search that on TikTok, Twitter or Instagram and you can send me a DM as to maybe another potential reason as to why you think Italy has the lowest obesity rate in Europe. Whew! We are always in foodies, aren't we? And now onto the final subject, which is if you've recently started strength training or you've been contemplating it or you've taken a long break and now you're going back to it, then I'm going to give you seven points that you would do well to bear in mind so that you don't make all the mistakes that I did when I first started or that many people often make as well and uh, allowing you to make tremendous progress in the process and uh, therefore meaning you spend less time doing what doesn't work, allowing you to therefore spend more time doing what does work. So again, no particular order. They're just all important points that you would do well to bear in mind. And the first important factor is good form always trumps the amount of weight you lifted. Good form is always more important than how much weight you lift because you can lift loads of weight, but if your form looks crap, to put it bluntly, then you're just increasing your risk of injury. And honestly, you're not stimulating the muscle within that specific exercise as it otherwise should be. Because lifting heavy weight is impressive, but lifting heavy weight whilst having good form is impressiver. And that's a word I've made up now, but it's true. And I feel like making up that little word impressiver is uh, going to make it stick in your head a little bit more. So remember, perfecting your form is crucial for avoiding injuries and getting the most out of your exercises. And that's a fact. Anyway, point number two is don't skip out muscle groups. So from my experience, guys tend to skip their glutes and legs and then girls tend to ignore their chest. So you need to remember that you're only going to be as strong as your weakest link. Create a workout routine that targets all major muscle groups. And you know what, on that note, if you want a free workout plan, I do have a free full body workout plan that you can also grab in the show notes of this podcast episode. I feel like I've mentioned the links in the show notes of this podcast episode so many times and I'm going to have to like leave a whole bunch of things in there. But you know what? Definitely check it out now if you can or once you've finished listening to this podcast episode because there's definitely going to be a lot of gems in there for you. Anyway, point number three is you want to progressively overload. And this is just basically a fancy way of saying gradually increase the stimulus applied to your muscles over time. So this could be in the form of more weight, more reps or better form. And progressive overload is absolutely vital for progression. If you don't progressively overload, you are not going to progress. And I've met people in the past who turn up to the gym and have been turning up to the gym for months. And every single month, they've done the same weight for the same reps, the same exercises. And when I find that out, I'm just like, how are you going to make progress if you're always doing the same thing? You have to realize that. And I think once that's highlighted, it clicks for them. And then you realize, oh, I have to increase the amount of weight I lift and then more reps and and make sure I have good form whilst I'm doing it. And then with that comes progress on the back of it. Oh, this is actually meant to feel hard. Like, you know, resistance training isn't meant to tickle. It's meant to feel challenging. So you have to remember that. And that's what applying a progressive overload will do for you or keep it challenging, which therefore means that you're muscles or there's always going to be that increased stimulus applied to your muscles over time 
So very important. Anyway, point number four is rest and recovery because what you do outside the gym matters too. So you can be the most consistent trainer in the gym and turn up and be, you know, doing all your workouts. But if you're not scheduling any rest days, you're sleeping like shit and you're barely consuming any protein, then you're going to really struggle to make progress. So again, what you do outside the gym matters as well. So your body, remember, it needs time to rest and repair after exercise. So make sure you are scheduling those rest days. Make sure you are prioritizing getting enough sleep and ensure that you are consuming adequate protein. And then point number five, which is actually something I've already mentioned on the when I covered the first subject, but again, seek, seek accountability. And the reason why it comes up again is because accountability is that important. Like I'm not just saying this. You have to seek accountability. If two people are going, or, you know, they're starting on this, let's say two people, they want to transform their health for the better. They've both neglected their health for the past however many years. And person A has someone to keep them accountable, maybe in the form of an online coach. And person B is just doing this by themselves. Who do you think is going to be more consistent in the long term? Who do you think is going to be more likely to get results? You know, at the end of the day, I do want to say that doesn't mean that a coach is going to wave their wand and give you results. Like you still have to do the work. But just from having someone keep you accountable, you are more likely to turn up and therefore do the work. Because you don't want to go back to your coach and be like, oh, I did nothing again this week. So just having someone in your corner and you paying someone to give a damn about your results does mean you are more likely to get results. So again, seek accountability. And you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to leave the link for you to potentially inquire about becoming an online member in the show notes of this podcast episode. Anyway, point number six. So there's two more points left of this uh, entire podcast episode, in fact, is nutrition. Consume a balanced diet with adequate protein. Protein is crucial for building and repairing muscles. So you want to aim to get about a gram per pound of body weight daily or a gram per centimeter of height. And I would recommend starting with whichever one feels less overwhelming because oftentimes, let's say you weigh 180 pounds, which therefore means you would have to get 180 grams in. But for someone who's never thought about protein intake before, that could be quite challenging. So again, I I would opt for the less overwhelming option. And you know what? If both options feel a little bit overwhelming and that's frustrating you, but at the same time, you have consumed your protein intake just from being more conscious of your protein intake, then that's still a win. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself to have to hit your protein goal from like day one or even week one. Like, you trying to hit your protein intake is going to be a have to, going to have to be a habit that you teach yourself over time. But like I always say for anything, for as long as you keep making a conscious effort, turning up, and in fact, this was the subject that I covered at the start of this podcast episode, you are going to improve with it and you are going to see results. So just keep going. That's the most important thing. And uh, on to the last point, which is actually kind of like links to this last point is point number seven, comparison. So I know it's easier said than done, but comparing yourself to others is probably one of the most common mistakes I see. So do be mindful. Everyone's fitness journey is unique and progress is not always linear. Focus on your goals and celebrate your progress. And your progress could simply be eating more protein than you did last week. That is progress. Like progress doesn't always necessarily have to be the way you look. And that's something I really want to highlight before I finish this podcast episode as well. So to summarize, number one, good form always trumps the amount of weight that you lift. Number two, don't skip out on muscle groups. Number three, progressively overload. Remember, free workout plan in the show notes of this podcast episode. Number four, rest and recovery. Number five, seek accountability. Number six, nutrition. And number seven, don't compare yourself. Otherwise, I do hope you found this podcast episode helpful. If you have any questions on the back of it, again, just 
send them over to me on social media. I'll always get back to you as soon as I can. And uh, otherwise, again, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss future episodes. Even better, you could hit that bell button so every time I release a new podcast episode, you get a notification. Leave a review if you haven't already and even potentially share this podcast episode with your group chat if you feel like the others in your group chat would like to hear this as well and they would take some sort of value from it. Otherwise, take care and have a lovely rest of the week. I'll see you around.